Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Francisco Elson, Gordon Garachek, Joey Devine, Johan Petro, Ronald Dupree, Sean Keane, Travis Outlaw, Sebastian Telfair, Patreons, Dante Popoliski, thank you Dante, Jacob Potter, thank you Jacob, Sanjeevan Singh, thank you Sanjeevan, musical guest, Taking Back Sunday, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a double mega episode of, that's right, look, Sean. Yeah, Joey. Is it two weeks into the end? You know what it is. Are we just finishing up our division? It's true, but there have been extenuating circumstances. Yeah, um, it's true. I mean, also, it is very us to do this, because you know what? It doesn't matter what we say about the actual basketball. That's the most important part here, right? We're here for the stories, for the racist owners. Uh-huh. For, uh... But we're, we're not adjusting our predictions. We have no, had no, these no. templates out there. We have just had some unforeseen circumstances yeah. limiting our recording time but we've been on top of everything I, I should say right off the top thank you to our friend big corbs corbin a smith uh-huh. welcome back to twitter for filling in for me last week uh my dad was sick and in the hospital and i had to go home um mm-hmm. uh to jason jason kid's hometown only went to high school in alameda sean did he go to the same high school as you no 
I went to the same. Oh yeah, he went to Saint Brian Shaw though. Oh, now you okay? I'm a millennial. He was reading that book. To, That's true. That's uh, true. <laughs> to communicate with me. For those of you but that you're... don't know, when Brian Shaw coached the Mavericks, he read a book on how uh, the to Nuggets. Commu- the sorry, Nuggets. the Nuggets. Uh, he read a book on how to communicate with millennials, and uh, what, what happened? He after landed that, on was rapping. He rapped a uh, like a like a game plan, right, John? I or mean, a scouting it was... report or something. <laughs> Yeah, he was he he wrapped a scouting report. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, part of the yeah. the illustrious Phil Jackson coaching tree. He thought millennials was a pejorative, mm-hmm. and uh, Ty Lawson released the clip of him rapping, and that seems like it was not respectful. <laughs> um, well, and then he then he got fired after a two and nineteen stretch. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kelly Dwyer, for the archived uh, scoop, by the way. Uh, anyway, thanks to Big Corbs. Thanks, uh, everyone listening to that episode. It's very funny. You and Big Corbs going off. The king, King Corbs himself, going off on the uh, NBA 75. Yeah, and we, we talked a lot about uh, what would happen if you were having sex during the Thanos snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listened to it. Um, all right. <laughs> um and uh yeah, check out check out Corb's uh new Substack, unless you already uh subscribed to his email newsletter, in which case you're still subscribed. Mm-hmm. And uh check out his dead podcast, which he claims is coming back, but we'll see. Uh, uh and, he, and uh in the Daily Beast he wrote about folk remedies and their appeal to athletes and uh you're never gonna guess which nfl quarterback besides aaron Rodgers, he referenced uh is it um one that is going to get a different person named corbin smith in trouble on twitter it already has buddy okay great um also, uh, some business off the top uh, at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com. Uh, on the, if you want to email us, uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod, where Sean talked to two of our favorites uh, this week. Those will be up shortly. He's got an episode about the Bulls being, the Bulls being dubbed back with John Wilms mm-hmm. and uh, NBA Halloween with Katie Heindel. Yeah, it's yep. true. Um, so subscribe to the Patreon to hear those. Um, and we're gonna record some newsroom episodes. We promise. A room with the news is coming. We just haven't gotten around to it. I am not looking forward to watching so, the show, but I am looking forward to doing the podcast. So start listening to uh, start start watching the HBO's The Newsroom to prepare for that and um. You know how you rewatched The Sopranos, everybody, and was like, wow, this was a great show. Mm-hmm. Prepare to have the opposite experience <laughs> with Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun guests, and patrons will get those episodes four weeks early before they go up on their own feed. All right. Joey, what if it turns out I really love The Newsroom? I mean, it will be a uh, change in both our relationship <laughs> and the <laughs> dynamic of this podcast. <laughs> Um, call um, us on the phone at uh, the number in the description. Um, 
Also, uh, there's one thing up. T Public, order yourself some T-shirts. There's a bunch of Christmas sales going on right now. The link in the description. But also, you don't even have to order Round Ball Rock merch. You can order. Uh, just go that. Go to that link and shop around. T- if you go, ugh, God, if you shop in T Public, just go through that link and uh, it gives us a little bit of money and helps. Thank you. I am bad at talking. Sean, <laughs> how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. Are you currently under investigation uh, for things you claim you did not say or do? Um, does like an IRS audit count? No. How are you really being audited? No, I'm not being audited. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got scared for you, Sean. No, I got a I got a very scary letter from the IRS, and they were like. Update this part of your 2020 return. We think you might have another stimulus check. And I was like, great. They they think I'm poor, Joey. Well, I mean. I mean, whatever. We're, I'm, I'm we're happy. Poor. We're both I'm poor. Happy. I'm you happy. and I are both poor. Let's be I'm honest. I'm happy to cooperate with the good people of the Internal Revenue Service and all the great work they do. Um, you know No, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. You know who's not happy to be investigated? Oh, here we go. Uh, This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. There's only one person happy in Phoenix right now, Sean, and you know who that is? Um, it's wait. this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. has been a 14 funded or bought, paid for three key players, which make any sports team professional successful or on the road to see he's so tight he squeaks when he walks oh all right um sean Man, that, what's that old up, lady <laughs> what's up with the phoenix suns well um in a story by espn's primary bow tie enthusiast actually he appears to maybe have ditched the bow tie baxter holmes mm-hmm. their peanut butter and jelly expert he really um, has like look uh, great work, Baxter. Um, but I gotta say, yeah. Baxter, if your name is Baxter Holmes and your thing is wearing bow ties, it's like, are you trying to be like a detective on TNT? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, you you already have a TNT detective name, but I have to say, I think I. He he's like not really a bow tie guy. He's like worn a bow tie mm-hmm. before. He's he's <laughs> well, not a bow tie guy, Joey. When I, I see him in my head, he's a bow tie guy. So yeah, no, I definitely that's... see. I've seen him in a bow tie, but I think it must have actually just been like a formal occasion. It was just his Twitter avatar. Was it's not. He's not like he's not like you know little little tiny. Um, what's his name? Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Ernie Johnson or. Yeah, he literally, literally was just his Twitter avatar had a bow tie. So yeah, yeah, and I think I think he was, he was bow tie guy. I absolutely didn't. I think he was just like, "Well, I look nice. I'm in a tuxedo." Well, <laughs> and instead, people fair, are like, "You, well, if your name's Baxter and you wear a bow tie, come on, man." Well, I'm Google Images searching him right now, and of the four, five, six, seven, nine, in the first twelve results, he's wearing a bow tie in two of them. It's two different photos. 
how many bow ties do you have to wear in a Google image search to be a bow tie guy, Sean? That's true. That's true. I mean, it's two bow ties. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's always investigating uh, the rich and powerful, so he's got to go undercover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he wears bow ties. But no, there's, I don't know why we're... We're, I don't know why we're dunking on Baxter first. Uh, are we on Team yeah. Sarver? Because we are not. Uh, Sean, you want to run us through a couple of things Robert Sarver did in the last 17 years owning the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, we can, we can get through here. I mean, the article begins with Earl Watson mm-hmm. <laughs> facing... With Robert Sarver, Phoenix Robert Suns Robert... owner. Okay, and Earl Watson's in his third game of head coach, as head coach. And uh, after the Warriors lost a won a close game, and after the game, uh, according to Earl Watson, Robert Sarver says, "You know, why does Draymond Green get to run up the court and say N word?" Apparently, he repeated the N word several times in a row. The article does clarify that Sarver is white. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly. And then Earl Watson said, you can't say that. And then he said, why? Draymond Green says N-word. And then Earl Watson said, you can't fucking say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, many former and current Sons and Points uh, say that it's a hostile workplace. He uses racially insensitive, insensitive language repeatedly in the office uh, for the point when he hired a coach. And he said, these N-words need an N-word. Mm-hmm. Um he passed. He talked about his wife performing oral sex on him. He while passed showing, pictures of yeah, while uh, pictures of him a picture. in a in in a bikini. Um, one son's co-owner said that the level of misogyny and racism is beyond the pale. Mm-hmm. And another executive, a former son's basketball executive, said, "There's literally nothing you could tell me about him from a misogynistic or race standpoint that would surprise me." Mm-hmm. Now, Robert Sarver has has gone extremely hard on his denials he said the n-word isn't in his vocabulary he said he only used it uh when he's i don't think he's talking to players so much through his attorneys he said while they were talking about the importance of having someone else's back he responded by saying i wouldn't say n-word i would say that we're in the foxhole together and then an assistant coach said you shouldn't say that word mm-hmm. i immediately which apologized is still we should say, you should know this at this point. Like, you're an old man. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is unacceptable. As, like, admitting that, that is... like, yeah. 1850. Yeah. Um, and then he claims that these things, that he never said the N-word, and the player said, well... I don't remember. Basically, people are many, many sons employees, current and former, have reported on this behavior. A few people have. Uh, so I, I guess he didn't get interviewed about the story. Um, the sons have released a bunch of statements. One of them, uh, completely unreadable. It was on mm-hmm. like very the kerning was a very small font and impossible to read. Uh, James Jones had to give a one-sentence statement saying, none of what's being said describes the R- the Robert Sarver I know. Yeah, that's also like. what Steve Kerr just said. Uh-huh. Cool, very woke, Steve Kerr. Eat shit, bro. Um, all right. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about in this yeah, article please, specifically, please, please. though, Sean. Um, yeah. Some of these stories are funny. Uh-huh. Um, like... 
Robert Sarver got in a fight with Corliss Williams. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I had, I honestly couldn't have told you that Corliss Williamson was involved in the Suns organization mm-hmm. at all. Well, he was on Earl Watson's staff. He's not there anymore. Um, but like you, that is like ultimate rich guy shit, right? Where you're like, you look at Big Nasty and you're like, yeah, I could take this guy. Oh my god. I am absolutely entitled to screaming at Corliss Williams. <laughs> I am not super frail. Well, also, he, um, apparently what he would do all the time is he would hear something a player would say mm-hmm. that used the N-word and then he'd repeat it back. And people constantly would say, like, whoa, dude, you can't say that. And he'd go, what? Yeah. He said it. He's like he is like living the terrible argument of like well if black people could say it but he's like t- he's rich enough that he can just do it mm-hmm. and people still have to work there. Uh, there's there's like this is racist but kind of funny. They uh they <laughs> they're talking about recruiting Steve Nash. Yeah, and this Steve the, Nash the, just and Robert Sarver just keeps saying black guys. He said he said his answer to that is. Well, I can't remember it, but 73% of NBA players are black. Thus, those conversations certainly would have referenced black men. (laughs) It's just terrible. Here's how dumb he is. There's a point in this story that's not racist. One of the non-racist things he does. Uh One of the few non-racist things. He goes, he's mad all their centers are hurt. And Jonas Valanciunas destroys them. And he goes to yell at the coaches about how they didn't adjust. And he gets owned by Joe Prunty. Uh-huh. Like, Joe Prunty, one of, like, the NBA's <laughs> loserist figures in the world. That's like getting owned by, um... So, Joe Prunty is the coach who took over the Milwaukee Bucks after yeah. Jason Kidd got fired. And he's like... He's like um, a substitute teacher who's maybe attempted suicide. Right, and who you know does I mean? like not have control of the bummer. class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, is, he is putting on a video, <laughs> probably at stand and deliver, no matter whether it's a math mm-hmm. class, an English class, or a Spanish <laughs> class. Um, yeah, he is a, he is a caretaker mm-hmm. who's, who like, he looked ill. On the sidelines that whole year. So Sarver goes down there to yell at them about how they didn't adjust. And Joe Prunty, who's like on Igor Kokoskov's staff, just starts like reeling off all the things they did to adjust to Valanchunas. And Sarver knows nothing about basketball that he just gets exasperated and screams, You didn't adjust! And leaves the locker room. The other thing they said he did at one point is he would go into the locker room and start drawing up his own plays. Uh huh. And at one point, one of the plays was telling guys to set a pick and roll in the paint. Uh-huh. And they were like, we don't know how to do that with the three second rule. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It's uh, uh oh Robert Sarver also kept telling people that he needed to wear Magnum condoms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That which is a, just a cool thing to tell people. Yeah, yeah, super. And sick. makes you think this guy definitely is good Has at a sex. Huge dick. <laughs> um, 
basically he uh <laughs> he was upset that they were doing a tribute to uh Rick Welts, the mm-hmm. formerly um I think he was the president of the Suns, former president, recently retired president of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, well, Robert Sarver wasn't in it a lot. And then he was berating a woman who made it. And then Robert Sarver said, why do all you women around here cry so much? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, mean, <laughs> all of his all of his denials are not believable. I, no. I will say this right now. I mean, it's really crazy. Um, he also asked uh, Blake Griffin's brother Taylor if, if he shaved if his he balls, shaved yeah. his legs or shaved his balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, he also pantsed an employee in front uh-huh. of all the other employees, um, which is like that is far for first off robert sarver you're not even a billionaire so you don't get to act this way you're just a millionaire um Mm -hmm. he also suggested now now remember in 2015 joey the phoenix when the phoenix Suns signed tyson chandler in a in a bid to Mm -hmm. lure lamarcus aldridge yeah now lamarcus aldridge um, is from Texas. He has he has some children that live in Texas. And Robert Sarver said that he needed to have local Phoenix strippers impregnated by NBA players so uh, they'd be obliged to sign with the Suns to be closer. Uh, there's, Sean, question for you, though. Mm-hmm. As shocking as uh, Robert Sarver's horrible, racist, sexist, misogynistic, uh, terrible behavior is... Um, and he deserves to not be a public figure or make money or be allowed to run businesses or have employees. Uh-huh. Don't you think there's like a 95% chance every owner of every sports team is exactly like this? And maybe not exactly, but close. No, it's all of this is really unsurprising rich guy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like... This guy was saying it in front of more people, mm-hmm. but all of this is kind of like, I mean, even so, even some of the women quoted in the article were kind of like, well, you just have to assume a certain degree of sexual harassment when you work for a sports team, which yeah. is really terrible. It's horrible. But also, um, it's weird because... Donald Sterling had more of a backstory. There, there, like nothing. I do, I do not think anything is going to happen to him. For one, um, it's also crazy that Chris Paul has to deal with this a second time. It's like we're not big Chris Paul fans on this podcast, but like that is not his job to deal with these old racist white men all the time. Like, like he's probably just like God. And I'm sure nobody's really surprised because he's an NBA owner. Right. That's more my thing. Like, Tillman Fertitta definitely does this shit, just not in front of people. Well, and I'm sure he 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 is, like, very arrogant in many ways, but not arrogant enough to say the N-word in public. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, some of that is, like, it's definitely really racist. Don't, don't let me minimize that. But it's also just stupid. Like, right. Well, it's like, like it's so talking about to... all the like threesomes you had with a dead guy at his funeral. Which oh yeah, is something right, Robert right. Sarver did like six months ago. 
Yeah, in public. And so yeah. now it's like, oh, yeah, you'd never make sexually inappropriate conversation with your employees. You did it a eulogy. Yeah. Like, and that guy, let me tell you, this guy didn't wear condoms as big as mine. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's like how I think maybe I thought sex worked when I was like 13, but I didn't have the internet or anything. So I'm like, yeah, you just want like. Girls are like the biggest condom possible. That's what they want. And I mean, he's just like a gross guy, but it it sucks for everybody who works at like obviously I'm not condoning Steve Kerr or James Jones's shitty statements, but it's also like, what are they supposed to do? You well, know? Steve Kerr James Jones? Well, Steve Steve Kerr has a little bit more of an opportunity and a platform, but I just I feel like for for like James Jones and Monty Williams, like what are they supposed to say? They might not ever get another NBA job, right? After, where Steve Kerr, even though they went to the finals, it's still like, well, feels like that. But that's the problem with the Steve Kerr one, where it's like, you fucking bozo, dude. Like, just don't say anything, right? Either don't you didn't have to say anything, or yeah. come out and say I believe them. Exactly. I, like, what's your fucking problem? Oh my. Ugh. Well, I mean, gross. he used to be a he used to be a minority owner of the Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns, so there's no way he was unaware of that. But also, I think he maybe doesn't want to get sued. But it's just it's just bullshit. Like you can't be Steve Kerr and be Captain Woke all the time, mm-hmm. and like the political hero of Twitter, and then in this situation, just be like, I never heard anything. But also, this is why he's nice to me. This is why he's vice president on that Popovich curtain. Right, right. Where they're like, mm, we can we can leave this guy behind if we need to. Uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just stick yeah, he, with our can, CIA asset. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, someone else, uh, speaking of Twitter, came to the defense of Robert Sarver tonight. Oh, good. Who was it? It was Rex Chapman. Uh, NBA Twitter's George Takai. Well, no, he's uh, NBA Twitter's lab Bible, dude. He's like, he's worse than George Takai. He's like E-bombs world because he's like video based. Well, yeah, I mean, but George <laughs> Takai is, I I mean, I don't know. It's like, yeah, he is. He's more like E-bombs world, I guess. But also I, he's like faces of think, death. That's more I just think he he's like a guy that. There's no reason to think he would be funny or have any comedic opinions out of nowhere. And just by sharing other people's content, stolen, people are like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Block or charge? <laughs> and here he like made a statement about uh, how much he supports Robert Sarver and how Robert Sarver never said anything to do. And then like went on a flurry of retweeting tonight to like push that down the timeline. Well... To be fair, look, I don't like Rex Chapman's Twitter account. Rex Chapman was a cool player. Uh, I just think he maybe views uh, people making mistakes differently than a lot of people. Even pe- you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I don't want to because he's because he's committed a bunch of crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, we have to. We've talked about this for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, here's 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 what I'm going to say. I don't really care 
about white people saying that Robert Sarver is not a racist. Of course. It's, like, it's yes. like, yeah, you weren't a, you weren't subject to that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, this guy sucks, dude. And I don't really think anything's going to happen to him. Yeah. Um, I kind of think that something is going to happen to him. And I'll I mean, tell like you why. I mean, like a fine. Yeah. Mm, I just, I kind of think, look, not to be uh, Ethan Sherwood stress about this. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I kind of think Columbus was right. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Uh, Christopher Columbus was a hero and cancel culture is terrible. Uh, no, uh, I kind of think so many minority owners are credited in these reports. I kind of think this is the beginning of a coup. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh. I, well, I mean, there are there are 70 people quoted in the article. Right. I just kind of think this is a way to... For the other owners to force Sarver out. Uh, and I think it sort of started with DeAndre Ayton leaks. Mm-hmm. And this is just more... Um, I think they're trying to... Because he's not Donald Sterling. He's not, like, so stubborn he'll never sell. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're trying to make him so unpopular he just sells the team. I mean, hopefully he just he just has such a strong ownership agreement there. It's yeah. going to be tough. But yeah, I mean, I mean, cynically, yes, that is probably the most likely reason that this came out, because otherwise you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. All these all these people just acted in good faith. Because also, like so many of these stories are like 12 years old, too, like. But yeah, cynically, my the, the cynic part of my brain is like this. Um, anyway, Sean, the Northwest Division. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, do you want to tell us who, uh, oh, wait, sorry. Wasn't there another news story you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah, I I did want to say, um, speaking of, uh, people with questionable pasts, uh, associated with the Phoenix Suns, Jason Kidd, early on in his tenure as Mm -hmm. the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, another uh, investigated, highly investigated uh, ownership group. Um, He was having some problems with the team, and he has taken a page out of Mr. Jim Boylan's Mm -hmm. book, Joey. Jim Boylan is like hard Joe Prunty, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He's like hard-ass Joe Prunty. All right, anyway, keep uh-huh. going. <laughs> uh, Jason Kidd has appointed a leadership council. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bulls had a leadership council. I think that their leadership council was actually five people. Yeah, this is more of like a tribunal, right? The yeah, Dallas this one? is <laughs> the, yeah, it's more like, like an arbitration panel. Um, but, but a week ago, it was reported that... Um, that uh, they made a wild request to Jason Kidd, uh, the the leadership council. Now this leadership council, Jason Kidd tried to keep it secret, but uh, intrepid reporter Tim McMahon uh-huh. uh, uh, reported that it was Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Chris pa- Chris Stapps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. I'm saying two of those people should probably 
be leading something. Uh-huh. Um, not gonna them, say, yeah. That when you can you can draw your own conclusions as to who is morally unfit for that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the leadership council decided that all fifteen players uh, should play in their home opener, mm-hmm. and they all did. And then uh, they also decided that uh, Dwight Powell should be the the starting center. Mm-hmm. That's what they decided. By the way, in that opener, when all 15 people played, they lost by 26 points. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the home opener. I'm sorry. They did not lose by 26 points. In the home opener, they won by 10 against the Rockets. I'm sorry. So I apologize to Kid and the leadership no, council. No, you just have to apologize to the leadership council. Oh, you're right. You're right. I apologize. You don't have to apologize. To you're them. right. You're right. It was, yeah, they, they did the work. Um, and that meant that uh, Trey Burke. Got to play. Congratulations, um, Trey Burke and Frank Dillakina, and also Bobon, who scored 11 points in nine minutes. Doesn't that seem like maybe the leadership council didn't need to say that? Like, like play Bobon. Make the fans happy. Make everybody happy. Well, uh, Sean, speaking of people who are unhappy, mm-hmm. uh, we... Generally keep a uh, loose tracker of this, but uh, Sean, we've already had our first players-only meeting of the season. We're two weeks in. Yes. The Boston Uh, Celtics had a players-only meeting. The most players-only team in NBA history, I think. Uh, They've had – it's like when you talk about the Celtics players-only meetings, it's like reading Green Eggs Eggs and Ham Mm -hmm. because they've had them like on a plane – on a train, in the locker room, in a tomb. Um, it's They have more players-only meetings, and uh, they had one, I think, seven games into the season, which is crazy, sparked by Marcus Smart uh, telling everyone that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't pass to their teammates. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it worked because somehow it revived Al Horford from the dead tonight. Anyway. Oh, that's good. Um... That's good. <laughs> Wow, like a Lazarus. It's like a Lazarus pit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The now league, he's now, the, he, now he, he, he runs the league of players onlys. Um, <laughs> uh, he might he might have the urge to kill now though. So watch out, uh, um, Robert Williams. Anyway, the Northwest Division, Sean, you. What uh, one of there's a thing you do at the top here? Oh right, uh, right the. the <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I I forgot about that. I know everybody's very intent on learning. Uh, there's six NBA divisions. Aristotle has uh, six elements of drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, this division is song. Mm, why? Because the well, jazz are in it. Well, that that's also the, the team that represents <laughs> jazz. No, it's more like um, the rhythm of speech. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and that's what I feel like. We get a lot of chatter from the Utah Jazz, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to talk about disrespect. Um, you get, uh, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic um, advertising energy bars. You have uh, Sam Presti yelling into the phone, demanding more protected picks and pick swaps. Uh, and you have you have the music of Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And I left out a team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, that's easy. Um, I mean, uh, Anthony Edwards is is 
just he's like a living song. Mm-hmm. He kind of is. Um, yeah. All right, Sean, our first team in this division yeah. is the Utah Jazz. Uh, last year they were fifty-two and twenty, good for approximately fifty-nine wins, and first in the West. They beat Memphis in the first round, four to one, then lost to the Clippers embarrassingly in a two to four, uh, two games to four. They were third in offense, fourth in defense. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Uh, they said goodbye to living hologram Derek Favors, who went to Oklahoma City, where they don't have electricity, so he might have some trouble. Ursan Ilyasova, yes, he was still in the league. Georges Nyang, and sharp-shooting white man Matt Thomas. And they said hello to uh, the answers to uh, going to teams going the Clippers going small against that against them. They added small ball fives, Rudy Gay and Eric Pascal, as well as uh, big ball five Hassan Whiteside <laughs> and uh, Jared Butler. Um, Sean. My first question mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Is uh this team's probably gonna win the West again, right? I think they would have to be the odds on well, do you do you mean win the West or have the best re- get the best one record sorry, best record yes. in the West? I think the I think they season. are the best be it bet to have the one seed, yes. Um yeah. part of it is they're very good. Uh they're especially good in the regular season. They like they they have such a good system that they um they like wreck teams a lot of the time. And uh, the altitude advantage is much more prominent in the regular season because teams are just there for one night and don't get to acclimate themselves. Um, Sean, my next question for you mm-hmm. is, uh, is Hassan Whiteside the least Utah Jazz player to ever play for the Jazz? I mean, I kind of think that's Boris Diaw. Mm, yeah. Like Hassan Whiteside kind of like... Okay, there's a lot of elements of Hassan Whiteside that are not jazz, but you know what is very jazz? Oafishness. They're a team like oafs. It's where oafs roam. (laughs) Chris Morris, Mark Eaton, Greg Ostertag. Just like just like wandering around like like Al Jefferson after he hurt his knee was there, you know, just like guys just lumbering. Adam Keefe, that's an oaf. Like legendary oafs all the time. And sometimes they'll get rid of a young like Tony Bradley is a perfectly fine backup. Why'd they get rid of him? Not oafish enough. <laughs> too light. Too much balance. Well, so, also his feet were broken the entire time he was in Utah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> he had um, just a patent disease. <laughs> um yeah, I will I will say this, Joey. I have a theory about Hassan Whiteside. Oh, what's your theory? Okay, remember when he lost that machine gun in Miami? Yes. I think his karmic punishment for that is that he has to go to progressively worse cities every year. (laughs) So he went from Miami to Portland, Mm -hmm. Portland to Sacramento, and now Sacramento to Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Which means, Joey, this is one of our favorite things to look at. He is currently the NBA player most likely to start a bench clearing brawl in the Philippines. <laughs> we usually, we try to keep a contribute tracker on that. I think he's, that's his next stop. I think. Sean, I have a theory about why they brought Hassan Whiteside in though. Okay. 
historically here, mm-hmm. um, they've had a lot of problems in the locker room between their guards and their annoying seven-footer. Yes. Why not just bring in an even more annoying seven-footer? So they're like, you know what? Our second-best player is not that bad. He's not killing parakeets and Snapchatting about it. Yeah, or and pretending it's a, a murder gun. investigation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, Rudy, like, Hassan Whiteside's like, well, you know, he, 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 you know, Rudy Gobert maybe started an NBA pandemic, but <laughs> at least he didn't leave a machine gun in an unlocked car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, Rudy Rudy can be kind of awkward sometimes. Well, this guy's awkward all the time. <laughs> uh, Sean, don't you think Rudy Gay also a non-very un-Utah player? Yeah, he he feels like more of an aberration. Like the year Joe Johnson was on the right, Jazz. Right, that's what I was going to say. Was he like, feels mm. like an heir apparent to Joe Johnson, and that's it. That's but the I mean, only other player. <laughs> No, Adrian I mean, Dantley. That's like the line, right? It's like Dantley Johnson Gay. That's yeah. the Utah Jazz. The history of those kind of guys. It feels like they accidentally traded for Dantley and then like got rid of him real quick. When they're like, "Oh, this guy's too cool." <laughs> it's weird. They also, you know, what's kind of weird about Rudy Gay is he what? has managed to avoid a major market his entire career. Mm-hmm. Well, Memphis, Toronto. How are we counting Toronto as a market? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's, it is a large city, but I mean, by like NBA players. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, no disrespect to Toronto, a wonderful city. I mean, I like a lot of these cities I'm talking about. I'm just, it's it's just weird he yeah. never played in like, doesn't he seem like a guy who would have been on the Heat for a I year? I was going to say, he ended seems up like on a the Miami Knicks. guy, yeah. Yeah, or like, like, did someone, no one on the... Well, you know, you know what it is. He even feels I don't like he's... he went to the wrong Texas team. He feels right. like a maverick. He is a maverick. Yeah. <laughs> well, the I think the, I think the difference is Rudy Gay has not taken like a minimum deal. He's still getting money every yeah. time, and I think that precludes him from, you know, like being a in that Lakers team because mm. he's old enough. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is this is Rudy Gay's sixteenth year in the league. I wonder where he is on games played because he's probably pretty far up there, honestly. Like, not really hurt that much. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look, but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look that up. We can keep talking about the. Rest okay, of my last question I have for you is Mike Conley last year made an all star team for the first time in his long career. Uh huh. Ruining his legacy, I contend. Yes. Because like I think, anymore. exactly, there's nothing special about Mike Conley anymore. Where it's mm-hmm. like, look, I'm a fan of the uh, the rock band The Replacements, Sean. They're my favorite you love band. Them. Yeah. And uh, to me, there's something great and poetic about the legacy of The Replacements that they'll never get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Like that's the best rock band who have ever gotten the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And so that's um, a, that's a spot. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a and that's a spot, right? And Mike Conley lost his spot as the replacements of NBA players. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, he he's not as special anymore. I think I think that's probably 
true because now it defaults to like Derek Harper or Byron Scott or, or something. Like Josh Smith or Mondale. because it used to be that it's like, not Josh Smith. I but, know, uh, I know, but I like to say it's Josh Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Rudy Gay is one hundred and thirty eighth in in career games played, but this year he has a a great shot to to crack the top one hundred. He he will pass Charles Barkley in games played, barring an injury this year. Mm-hmm. Cool, that's a lot. I mean, he's he's still kind of good. Yeah. Um. All right. What do you think on the over under, Joey? Well, no, that's not what we do oh, yeah. first. Oh, you're right, Sean. You're right. What Sopranos character is the Utah Jazz? Uh, Father Phil. <laughs> Uh, and you're. Doing I feel the... like that's obvious. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I, yeah. And because you do the best HBO show ever, I do the worst HBO show ever. The newsroom, Sean. You mm-hmm. know who the Utah Jazz are? <laughs> I don't know. They're Will McAvoy himself. Oh baby. wow! You want to know why? Why? Because Will McAvoy also definitely would have voted for Evan McMullen <laughs> in the 2016 presidential. Election. All right. Um, <laughs> Sean, the over under 51 and a half. What you got? Look, look, they're seven and one now, but I was picking the over anyway. I was also taking the over. They're going to win like 62 games. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think I think for the most part, um, we are not really missing. There's right now the league is sort of like wide in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mavs are five and three and they're third in the West. So I think that's one of the the rare ones where um, it sounds like we're faking it. But everyone else, their record doesn't really like indicate right. anything so far. Yeah. All right. The Denver Nuggets, Sean. Last yeah. year, they were 47 and 25. Good for approximately 54 wins. Good for third in the West. They beat Portland four to two, then lost to Phoenix zero to four. They were seventh in offense, 12th in defense. Uh, they said hello to Jeff Green and Tarek Black and Bones uh, Highland. Yeah, actually, Tarek Black. Yeah, is he's on. gone. That's old. He's on this a G is, League team. Sorry, he's old news. <laughs> he's on the Grand. He's on the Grand Rapids Gold now. I'm sorry. He went from Zenic. Oh well, I mean, he's he's an affiliate player of the Nuggets, right, but he's we not can't on the talk roster. About them. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, they Sean. Who did they say goodbye to? Jesus. Uh, they said goodbye to Streetball Paul Millsap. Oh, no. JaVale, JaVale Pierre McGee mm-hmm. and uh, the always underrated Shaq Harrison. Uh, now, mainly they extended and re-signed. Michael Porter Jr. got an extension. Aaron Gordon got an extension. Will Barton got an extension. And they brought back Austin Rivers and Jamichael Green. Uh, so, and it's important to point out that uh, Jamal Murray is probably going to miss like the entire year. Yeah, they get him back maybe in April. I mean, he got hurt in April, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why they had to bring Austin Rivers back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sean, what do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about the fact that uh, Nikola Jokic has a crazy energy drink mm-hmm. in Serbia. It is called Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like it ha- it's Nuggets colors. This can it looks- rocks. I would it has drink like- this. It has like the eyes and beak of an angry bird kind of. Yeah. Um, 
And then it's it has it says Joker X Nikola Jokic. It has Jokic's signature, yeah. and then it says Gorana no sleep. Yeah, that part's a little troubling, but um, and all the ads are super crazy. Um, Joey, have you watched any of these? I have not. No, they are pretty weird. So the structure is. Let me let me let me just uh, describe what's right happening. Now. This looks like a jib jab. This first one, it is like a jib jab. There mm-hmm. are we have lots of situations where we just have Nikola Jokic's face on everyone, including uh-huh. it's animals, like Malkovich, Malkovich, and, but low, uh, low. But also, yeah, and also the mouth moves like a South Park character, and they're super crazy. I. Have not even attempted to find out what the translation is. They're like 15 seconds of madness. They remind me of the like pachinko commercials Nicolas Cage sure. used to do in Japan. Yeah. Just that level of like familiar face and total insanity. Mm-hmm. But here's here's my big question, Joey. Is Nikola Jokic someone that you associate with energy? Hmm. When it comes to horse racing, yes. Yeah. uh but yeah he's like i don't think he's slow i never thought people were i thought people were kind of too rough on him being out of shape Mm -hmm. when they were like he was tired during that four overtime game where he handled the ball like 60 minutes (laughs) it was like what yeah he played he did play 60 minutes in that game um oh he was a little i think we looked it up i think he played 58 it was something crazy like that but it was like oh yeah he i guess he was a little winded after that um Uh, but, uh, (laughs) it is funny to think of Jokic getting like pumped up. And also he famously, um, can't, is not allowed to drink sugary drinks. Yeah. He, he downed like a liter of Coke and then threw it in the trash as he was getting on the plane to Denver or something like that. But yeah, listeners, if you can get your hands on a can of Joker, I want to try a can of Joker. I, I drink one to two energy drinks a day. So I'm kind yeah. of a connoisseur. Yeah, you are if, a connoisseur. If you can get your hands on some Joker, send me a can and I'll reimburse you the fees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love um, it. Sean, is there anything else you want to say about the Nuggets? They kind of bum me out, even though Jokic can't physically bum me out when I'm watching him. Oh, why do I, they bum me out? Well, I just feel like they would actually have a chance to take a run at the Jazz if they were healthy here for the one seed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I without mean, Murray, it's like it does. It's like it the does... same as the Clippers, where like it sort of feels like the two best teams in the West are taking an, a year off here. Yeah, it is. Um, it does feel like it's a uh, a bit of a gap year right now yeah. for them. I mean, I like. I like that they kept everybody together. That's cool. Yeah. It seems like I don't I don't love that uh they're betting so hard on Michael Porter Jr. But see, I um, actually don't mind the Porter Jr. one. It's the I don't It's the Gordon one? Yeah. I just don't like Aaron Gordon as a player. Like yeah. we've talked about this a lot. Um Yeah. I'm like I'm like, if that's your fourth best player, great. Um but uh yeah, I, I he did his Halloween costume bum me out a little bit. Oh, what was he for Halloween? He was just he just had a hockey mask on. That's I mean classic. it was just like it was just a Jason costume, but it was kind of like Katie Heine pointed out that's just kind of how he walks all the time, mm-hmm. even when he's um trying to look menacing. Well, he did um, again. He did break his hand wrestling with him. 
My God. <laughs> um, Sean, over under. Oh, wait, sorry. What Sopranos character? I mean, this seems almost like cheating, but they're Furio. Yeah, of course. Like they're they're the most Euro team. Um, there there's like a feels like they have a lot of players with like the potential for violence. Mm-hmm. Like like Austin Rivers gets in a lot of fights. Jokic likes to throw guys around. Sure. Uh, Bones Highland, I don't really know anything about him, but I would really really not want to fight him. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, um, Jokic is uh you know someone from the same region as Furio who also. Fell in love. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are, as far as the newsroom, are Jerry Dantana, uh, Hamish Ligletter's character. The only character uh, with leftist politics on the newsroom who, of course, ends up being a villain because it's mm. an Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah. Guess what, Sean? He uh, makes up a bunch of news and well, doesn't gets the he, newsroom in trouble. Well, doesn't he, doesn't he betray the trust of a general, too? Well, yes, but also he, he yeah, he, like, gets a general and he, like, somehow convinces a general to lie about some, like, covert op they did to, like, be bad to get bad to give the military bad publicity. Oh, I can't believe he's going after the troops. Aaron Sorkin loves them. Oh, it makes me mad. Um. Anyway, just because it feels like this is a real good team taking a gap year, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still going to for sure make the playoffs and probably win a round. But all right. Um <laughs> Sean, over-unders 47 and a half. What do you think? I'm, God. You know, when I think about it, I was like, oh, this is a definite over. And now I'm like, I'm going to still say over, but it's a lot closer than I thought at first. See, uh, this was my team for like, uh, this is like an under team to me. Because like. They're like Jokic missing ten games away from me. Well, that's for that's me of going that's like the... zero and ten. Yeah, uh, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, but I, I'm that's a that's a bet on Bones Highland right there. That over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, love Bones. Um, All right, Sean. A team everyone always wants to hear us talk about the Portland oh, Trailblazers. They love it. The fans love it. Everybody loves <laughs> Last it. Year we're, they were... we're super respectful. Don't worry. The there was some new Dame Lillard news today, too. Oh, thank uh, God. There was <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers who last year went 42 and 30. Good for approximately 48 wins. Good for the sixth seed. They lost to the Nuggets 2 4 in the first round. Uh, they were second in offense and 29th in defense. Mm-hmm. So basically the Kings. Um, <laughs> who who did they say goodbye to, Sean? Uh, they said Some big goodbye. names here. They said goodbye to Carmelo Anthony, the barn owl himself, Zach Collins, Harry Giles, Derek Jones Jr., CIA operative Ennis Cantor, <laughs> Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Coach Terry Stotts, and recently hired assistant coach and uh, health care, health insurance grifter, Milt Palacio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, to replace those people, they brought in Larry Nance Jr., Cody Zeller, Ben Maglemore, Tony Snell, 
and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, and Ch- Coach Chauncey Billups, and they also, of course, said hello to Milt Palacio. Yeah, I thought I thought we were going to do those in the opposite Sorry. order. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, Sean. What do you think? Do you think it's a good sign that Dame is already leaking? Uh, that he uh, could have went to the Lakers this summer through Chris Haynes? Yeah, Chris Haynes told that another food-based parable mm-hmm. about Damian Lillard, where somehow he's he's getting this sourcing information that includes a detailed description of a meal. Mm-hmm. Like a um, Vanity Fair profile. Yeah, where where it's like, oh, I guess Chris Haynes was hanging out again. But I just I'm look, that is what's happening. He is the source. Um, but I think it would be really funny if Dame's like, okay, so here's the thing. I'm hanging out with LeBron. We sit down, we get an Italian salad. Yeah, that is then what they he bring said. us some pasta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is hilarious. Like these the Shams and Chris Haynes are like, I feel like there was the mask was never really on, but mm-hmm. now it's just like pure access journal. Like, like Shams with the like press release about Kyrie Irving, where they're like, look, an anonymous source told me Kyrie is just an awesome guy. <laughs> it's like, why, why didn't you grant him anonymity for that? Um, anyway, um, it's crazy. And the team is like, reeling all the time basically it seems like from like a pr perspective and mm-hmm. i mean look at the guys they brought in dude like larry <laughs> i like larry nance but like cody zeller is like let's revisit the Plumley era with a less athletic guy it's funny and then i watching the hornets last night i forgot that that was a Plumley, not a Zeller. And I was like, damn, Cody Zeller gets up now. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's that's Mason Plumley." <laughs> my, my mom said it. it was like, that guy's really athletic. <laughs> I tried to explain to her the legend of the Zeller family, but it, it wasn't uh, working out so well. But yeah, um, they they intentionally brought in Ben McLemore. And Joey, you know, my theory on that is. What's your theory, Sean? Dame thought they were signing the rapper Macklemore. And he was like, that's, this is great. He was like, can we get Ryan Lewis in here too? Um, yeah, all right. They're like, okay, he won't fit under the cap. Those beats can't fit under the salary cap, Joey. Uh, Sean, I look, normally I don't, normally because this is a preview, but let's put our our uh, our future glasses on here. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, Sean, when on November 3rd, the Blazers are three and five to start the season? Oh, weird. Well, <laughs> Obviously, people are going to start leaking things and PR people. And um, at a certain point, Ennis Cantor is just going to have to devote all his efforts to freeing the the oppressed peoples of China um, for his handlers. Well, man, those shoes, those China smashing shoes. Like, we can't talk about that. I guess he's not that. He's he's not even on this team. He's not in there anymore. Actually, the problem is that they won't have advanced scouting from his CIA contacts. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what's been hurting them right now. They Usually, if you have Ennis Cantor, you're allowed to wiretap other walker rooms. And they they can't do that anymore. Oh, man. Um, Okay, Joey, I have a question for you. Is every single 
player on the roster aside from Yusuf Nurkic undersized for their position. Yes. It's kind of crazy that it's everybody too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause even starting... Greg Brown's kind of small. <laughs> yeah. Greg power forward, Greg Brown, the third is six, eight, but only two Oh six. They're starting Norman Powell at small forward. How tall do you think Norman Powell is? He's Joey? like six, five. He's six, three. Great. <laughs> a six three small forward. That's gonna really support your your beefy backcourt where everyone is six three. Oh, but but you know, luckily they have Anthony Simons who weighs 130 pounds. He's also six three, Joey. Sean, hey, what about <laughs> what about Larry Nance Jr.? He's six six. He's six seven, yeah. Okay. But, but he plays center for them. Yeah, he plays the backup yeah. center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Sean. I have a prediction. Nasir here. Little's a small forward. He's 6'5", Joey. <laughs> I have 29th a, in defense last year. Okay. I have a prediction here. Um, yeah. I think Chauncey Billups is getting fired like three months from now. Oh, my God. I don't. I do not think that's going to happen. But, I mean, maybe. They can't be 3-5 and five and Dame is already leaking like, I could have went to the Lakers. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, oh. And have everyone hate him already. Like, that's the only thing that can make Blazers fans happy here because, like, they're again headed for uh, a 41 and 41 season where they I start just, terribly. They're not, they're not firing a guy they signed to a five year contract. They're just, they're <sighs> Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, it is actually, I guess, only a four year contract, but um, I just, also, he's doing what the bosses want. Like, you know, they change the offense and they're passing a little more. But I mean, the defense, I just I just don't think like, are they really underachieving? I mean, look at them. Uh, no, I, I agree, dude. But <laughs> I mean, Dame, saying, Dame, is, like... Dame is really struggling shooting the ball. That is true. But also, it feels like they always start like one and nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they then start- somehow they win a bunch of games and it's like, yep, they're the seven seed again. Well, they they have not won a road game yet. That's not great. <laughs> um, they they lost to Sacramento at home. Their their wins are over Phoenix, a blowout win over Phoenix. They beat Memphis and they beat the Clippers. So, like, those are some quality mm-hmm. things, but. Yeah, they have long. They're gonna have to win a, a road, road game. game. A I'm gonna say game. at least one road game. <laughs> yeah, and Dame is probably not gonna be able to shoot 20 percent from three mm-hmm. for the season and have them succeed. He should look. He's shooting 23 percent mm-hmm. right now. But um, and I think like some of that's a fluke. Like Steph Curry's had slow starts to the season where he's only shooting like. 37% from three. So I get it. <laughs> um, you know, they're basically the same guy, right, Joe? <laughs> um, all right, Sean, what Sopranos character are the Portland Trailblazers? Uh, they are rapper Massive Genius. <laughs> yeah, that's probably correct. Um, as for their newsroom character, ooh. Uh-huh. Are there 30 characters on the newsroom? I guess there probably are. I think I've probably repeated a couple. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, the newsroom hive is going to be going after uh, us. Um, 
<laughs> you know what? Speaking of repe- repeating, um, I just think I did this one already earlier, but I think I've got to do it again. Um, I think the <laughs> Portland Trailblazers are, of course, Natalie Morales's character, Kaylee, who mm-hmm. is uh, Neil's girlfriend whose father died on 9-11. Huh? Um, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of the vibe of this team. <laughs> Uh, over under things will never be good again. <laughs> over under forty four and a half, Sean. Forty four and a half. I'm. I hate this team. Under. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think it's a smart bet, but I just I hate this team. Uh, I don't. I don't hate them. Fun. I don't hate them in that I'm re- rooting against them. I just hate <laughs> this collection of players being on a team together. Yeah, and I, the idea I that it's like a good all idea. All of their players individually, like, yeah, just not. And in Larry the Nance was a good pickup, but just like, how how do they not have anyone with any size? Like, but again, Larry Nance is like they do this every year. It's like getting Robert Covington. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, like he's that'll like a, solve it. And he's like a great guy to help on the margins, but the problem is, is a uh, Dame or CJ fucking pick one, dude. Let let one of them go. <laughs> let CJ play point guard somewhere. Yeah, and just just like, but you know what? To I, be I, fun, I, this team wins forty five games every year. I'm taking give me give me the over. <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like that's a smart bet, even with the bad start to the season. I mean, the, the other factor is I don't think Dame is getting traded midseason, but there's probably like, what, a 10% chance of that happening right now? I mean, now that he's leaking like, being, I could go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could eat Italian salad in a boardroom with AD and LeBron. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Sean. Yeah. Last year they went 23 and 49, good for approximately 26 wins and 13th in the West. Uh they did not make the playoffs. <laughs> they were 25th in offense and 28th in defense. But on the plus side, it was the first hopeful year in how many years? Um um since the first Jimmy year, so 2017 yeah. <laughs> 18 I think. Uh, yeah. They said hello to Patrick Beverly, Torian Prince, Leandro Balmero, and who did they say goodbye to, Sean? Uh, they say goodbye to Ricky Rubio, mm-hmm. fellow Spaniard Juancho Hernan Gomez, disappointing lottery pick Jarrett Culver, uh, someone, uh, and then Ed Davis, and uh, the the most sexual GM <laughs> in the NBA, Gerson Rosas. Um, Sean, what's your first thought on this team? So I have a I, my first thought on this team is uh, uh, Patrick Beverly to Ricky Rubio is bad vibes. Yeah, that's a bad, bad vibes. vibes. <laughs> um, I gotta say, um. I don't like that vibes move, but I like the vibes that the team has. Yeah. They all they all went to a Halloween party and dressed up together. Some of the costumes did not have that much effort, but I, I don't care if you try on your costume. Yeah. Well, you know Anthony I mean? Edwards, I think, is 
maybe already setting up to be an all-time vibesman. Oh my god. Well, his his Halloween costume was like he was sort of dressed as a pimp, but then he had like a jewel E, so it was kind of like maybe he's just himself. Mm-hmm. Um, um but yeah, the the uh, well, I'll ask you this. How how positive did you feel about them after seeing that pajama flight video? I loved it. The pajama yeah, video did... is like the greatest. It's the funniest thing the NBA has tweeted. Anyone in the NBA has made in like a really long time. Yeah, um, I mean, I <laughs> I I loved it. I was. It, it probably made me bump up their win expectation by two games. I would say. Uh, um. It's. <laughs> well, and then, but Sean. Speaking of bad vibes, though, there was a mm-hmm. bad vibe thing here, which is uh, uh, we haven't talked about it. I'm going to have a Patreon episode with Dave DeFore about it. But Oh, right. Yes. Sean, how do you feel about Carl uh, Anthony Towns' new uh, pump up ritual before games? I do don't you want me like to it. explain what it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he watches videos of gorillas fighting to the death. Before he plays a basketball game. Yeah, I don't like that at all. And also, videos. He has a collection of faces of gorilla death. That's messed up, man. I don't like that. I will say, Um, speaking from the future here, too, a bad vibes thing did happen involving Carl Anthony Towns today as well. I I didn't catch that. Uh, He liked a tweet that said, hashtag free cat today. And then, uh, oh. and then ten minutes later, tweeted that his account got hacked. <laughs> Ooh, Which is that's a very twenty thirteen NBA story. <laughs> that's funny. That's very funny. He definitely <laughs> didn't get. Let me just say this: he didn't get hacked. Did he delete his? Yeah, I think he he might have. He deleted his account over it. Oh no no no! no, no. He didn't. He didn't. That yeah was no. Funny. Just just change my password. We yeah. solid on here now. Lock emoji. Nope. Nope. <laughs> just someone hacked his account so they could like a <laughs> relatively <laughs> obvious tweet. Nope. Nope. Um, um this to me, Joey, mm-hmm. uh, this team still doesn't really make sense. It's like they're still kind of in the middle. Um, I kind of understand giving up on Jared Culver. Yes, but because that was a really I, bad draft pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I even, I even get, um, yeah, that they, they traded up for. Um, I even, well, they traded, yeah, they traded up for it. Um, Anthony Edwards, cool. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, still very talented. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a D'Angelo Russell sized problem on this team though, <laughs> who's also hurt and like mm. like we talk about injuries. Okay, so so with with the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns the last two games missed 51 games. His first mm-hmm. four years he missed five games. Mm-hmm. If he misses a bunch of time, I mean th- this is another team that's like they could go 0 and 10 without him, like. Uh, Who's his backup? Nas Reed? I just, what even happens? I just don't he even care. Play. Well, here's what happens. Anthony Edwards goes for 50, baby, and carries them 
to a to a like an eight and three record. <laughs> Look, I have some. I have like an inordinate amount of faith in Anthony Edwards for reasons I cannot explain. No, I, I even though I everything else too. bums me out about this team. Yeah, man, um, like. Jaden McDaniels bums me oh, out. Oh, wait, no, no, I like Jaden McDaniels. I forgot. He's Josh Akogi bums me out. I kind of like Josh Akogi too, actually. Towns bums me out. Towns bums me and out. And Prince bums me out. Malik Beasley really bums me out. Yeah. Like, like there's some guys where I'm like, they might kind of be broken as dudes. Anyway, um, I don't see why their defense wouldn't just be terrible still. I don't, I don't know what would would be changing with this collection of guys. Patrick Beverly, to them maybe. Be able to stop anyway. All right. Who is who is playing with D'Angelo Russell out? Isn't it weird that D'Angelo Russell got injured? Yeah, it's very weird. It never happens. Um, I, I, why am I being mean about him getting hurt? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't I don't think this team uh, fits together uh, very well at all. Well, you know what does fit on this team. Perfectly like a glove. Anthony Edwards. Ben Simmons. Oh my God. I still don't really understand how that trade happens. If they don't want to trade. Well, um, Russell Beasley Mc, uh, and a pick or Mc, and McDaniels and pick would probably be my guess. Yeah. I am. D'Angelo Russell is not really what the Sixers need. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I just, do they do they need another guy who's not really a point guard run, run the <laughs> offense? Like, like they have Seth Curry. Like that's that's actually probably better than D'Angelo Russell right now in terms of like being a helpful NBA player. I just I just I don't know. They feel doomed to me. But uh, you know, Anthony Edwards. It, 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 I don't really like to to. Bet against it. I guess they're ninth in defensive rating so far this year, but uh, I'm I'm not buying in. Well, All right, well, yeah. Sean, what soprano are they? Oh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, you you go first. Let me let me determine. This oh, one. the oh the newsroom character for the uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say um. They are uh, Natalie Morales' character, Kaylee, uh, who's Neil's girlfriend, whose father died on 9 11. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's good. That's a good pick. Can't believe that. That's, who would have thought that detail would be able to make its way into an Aaron Sorkin show? <laughs> seems so. Seems so crazy to me. Um,. The, these guys. There's, a, wait, there's are, a character on the newsroom named Jack Spaniel. What? What is happening? <laughs> He's an ethics professor named Jack Spaniel. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm actually going to say no. The Minnesota Timberwolves are Shelley Wexler, who is an Occupy Wall Street advocate. That's cool. Because like yeah, they're vibes, vibes, good vibes, man. <laughs> Um, okay, on the Sopranos, they are they are Gigi, mm-hmm. former member of Uncle Junior's crew. Eventually, he took over uh, Richie Aprile's crew, and he uh, died of a stress related heart attack while shitting. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sean, their over under is thirty five and a half. What do you got? 
I'm, that that's an under baby. Oh, that's so funny because I'm taking the over. I I I got I sensed as much. I I just think they are going to actually trade for Ben Simmons, and then I think they're going to be. I mean, I think that'll happen, and then he and Carl Anthony Towns will get hurt at the same time. <laughs> uh, all right, our final team, Sean, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh huh. Last year they went twenty-two and fifty, good for approximately twenty-five wins and thirteenth in the West. They uh-huh. lost the Tankathon to Houston. Uh, they were thirtieth in offense, twenty-fourth in defense. Uh, they said hello to Derek Favors, DJ Wilson, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Vic Krejci, and Jeremiah Robinson. Who did they say goodbye to, Sean? Uh, they said goodbye to Al Horford, Moses Brown, their starting center most of the year, both of their centers, Tony Bradley, another center, and Svee Mikheliak. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Close enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Svee started tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, Sean, I've seen this team twice. I've watched two full, no, three full games, because I also watched the first time they beat the Lakers. Um, And I got to say, Every podcast, everything I read was like comparing this to the process Sixers. And I got to say, this team is so much better than the process Sixers. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think they're I don't think that bad. (laughs) Like they're bad, but they're not that they're not like. Look, remarkably I'm, I, bad. Can we can we look in the future for a second? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How would you feel about this team if you know they beat the Lakers twice in a week? I I mean I feel pretty good. I mean I like the guys. I there are guys I watch already. Two of their rookies. I'm like, yeah, those guys are NBA players already. In Giddy and Robinson Earl, I like those guys. Like they're NBA players. They're young, but they're. For sure. And Shea's like a real NBA player and Lou Dort's a real NBA player. Like the I don't think people remember the process Sixers had like zero NBA players. <laughs> well, they would have NBA players, but like they didn't really identify them and then they like left. Yeah. You know. Like there's all these people who are like, these are all the people Sam Hinkie brought in. It was like, Yeah, you brought in forty five players in three years. Yeah, Some like- of those guys are gonna <laughs> hit. Um you like JRE, I'm kind of look, I mean it's it's interesting. They still kind of don't really have anyone who can shoot, but but unlike the process Sixers, these guys seem like they're not like depressed. Yeah, Mark Dagano's doing a good job with this team. I kind of think last year actually sitting their best player and sitting Horford um made it less of a bad vibe situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and it was it seemed like it was such a look I didn't like it, <laughs> but but if you're going to tank, I feel like, okay, so with the process Sixers, it felt like Michael Carter Williams was broken because he had yes. to go out there and lose every single night. Mm-hmm. And they kind of didn't make SGA do that. Mm-hmm. And then they gave him a contract extension. Now, I don't know. It's, they're just, I just don't think they're that bad. Yeah. They're low on talent and they might dump more guys, but I also kind of think like they they've reached the upper limit of how many picks are even yeah like useful feasible to have yeah yeah so 
at this point, I actually think they're not that far from trading for somebody. Uh, I kind of think the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's early. Like, I don't know that if that's going to happen at the deadline or anything. Yeah, but I yeah. do feel like this offseason is kind of like... Look, I, I don't have any optimism about poker. No, that's you the one guy... You feel really good about Giddy. No, I love Giddy. I, I mean, look, I don't think Giddy's a star. But, like, I look at Giddy and I'm like... Oh, this is like if Joe Ingles was twenty three. Like, this guy yeah. is. Just well, I don't. I don't gonna, think he's like an NBA. He's like a fifteen year NBA starter. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's like ridiculous that he would become a star either. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. Per, I don't particularly like Darius Baisley, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's fine. It. Um. And even like like Kenrich Williams is kind of a fun dude too. I like Kenrich Williams a lot. I just don't expect him to. I kind like, of, I kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just mean like even for now, he's he's like they have they have more competence. Yeah. I don't know why Mike Muscala is still on the team, Joey. <laughs> oh, That's very no, confusing you to me. Said his name. Oh god, you damn it. said okay. his name. Well, uh, we have to now. Um. Oh, you know what? We lucked out. I don't have Mike Jaws. Oh, oh my God! Thank God! Thank God! Um, <laughs> well, you got away with it, Sean. Yeah, uh, but just know that's that only happens once. The <laughs> next time you bring up Mike Muscala, you have to hear him rap. I mean, so with with the Thunder, there's essentially no one left left to dump. Right. I mean, I guess Derek Favors, but who cares if that happens? Like, I don't feel like that. Dirk Favors is, you know, a useful guy for, but for Derek Favors is a great guy to have on this team. I would say, mm-hmm. um, he's disposable and like, you know, just kind of reliable. Um, I don't know. I just don't think they're as terrible as, I mean, definitely seeing Josh Giddy play changed my opinion of that a little bit, but, um, he's just, fun. Well, and, and like, I just think they're going to steal some games when other teams are tired or yeah. kind of half-assing it a little bit. Like, like obviously, this team is vulnerable to any team that, like, turns it on and gets worried about losing. But, yeah, I think but, Hollinger uh, had them winning, like, 11 games or something. Like yeah, that. and that's, that's, that's crazy. just dumb. <laughs> SG is good. He's, like, a good, good player. Yeah. So when you have a guy that's almost – I kind of think he's almost an all-star, Joey. Is that crazy? SGA? No. Uh, I think they need to win some more games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I agree with that as well. But I I was going into the season thinking, I mean, they're still bad. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. But they're, they're not they're not like fun. process bad. But yeah. yeah. No, they're, like this would be this team would be like a fun team to root for. Well, like, this is, and, this like is... there's already so much light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, it's already not that depressing. And, I mean, I guess their equivalent of drafting three centers in a row is always picking, like, really athletic perimeter guys who can't mm-hmm. shoot. But, uh, you know, eventually they'll do something else. <laughs> uh, but also, Joey, we have said before that Oklahoma City has a very uh, college basketball town feel. Mm-hmm. And so this is not, like, 
in Philly where people are going to like ironically root for losses and put bags over their heads and stuff. These guys are like, we were designed to root for anonymous 20 year olds here. Mm-hmm. Strap on that polo shirt and let's start cheering for the thunder. Well, and let's make sure Mike Muscala is on the roster. I, I think I said this Caucasians. when they finally <laughs> traded Russ, right? Is like as an Oakland A's fan, like, to me, the Thunder are particularly set up to be, like, where, like, as an A's fan, it was like, yeah, Billy Bean's our star. He trades mm-hmm. everyone every few years in the yeah. recycle. Like, Oklahoma City is, and Presti, it's, like, set up for them um, yeah. and forever. Hopefully they don't make a movie about how he's... Um, and hopefully he doesn't become a billionaire who buys StubHub. All right. Anyway... <laughs> He does. He does also uh, love love the band Rush. Yeah. Um, Sean, what Sopranos character are the Oklahoma City Thunder? Oh, uh, the, the Sopranos are, of course. I mean, this uh, the, their Sopranos character is, of course, uh, Rhiannon Flammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is AJ's friend who initially dates his friend, uh, meets him in a psychiatric hospital, uh, and then. They start to make out and they're going to have sex in his truck uh, when they set a fire because they mm-hmm. parked on leaves. Uh, also, I believe she's a high school student. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, the I got to say, I'm pretty sure the newsroom character that uh, are the Oklahoma City Thunder is, of course, uh, the head of the control room for Newsnight, Herb Wilson. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Herb. <laughs> Get it, baby. Sean, over under uh, 23 and a half. Yeah, I'm going over. Weirdly, just just like it is hard to only win like 22 games. In the NBA. Yeah. You I, almost have to be trying. I'm actually taking the slight under, though. I think they're I think it's 22. I think 22. It's fair. It's fair. Um. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're going to go. I think they're going twenty four and fifty eight. Sure. <laughs> this might be a foolish <laughs> choice, Joey. Uh, Sean, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can come to. I'm doing a holiday show on December fourteenth. Um, at San Francisco Punchline. It's called Seanica. It's a classic holiday show that we've we've done for years. Mm-hmm. Lineup still TBD, but I definitely have to book at least one more Jewish comedian or else the name is technically a hate crime, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's not, it's not joyful. It's a, it's a festival of yucks. Uh, that's great. Buy tickets to Shanika. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on October 25th. I tweeted me. Wow. I'm getting in much better shape. Peloton. You finished 18,112 out of 18,335, and Peggy from Des Moines, who's in her 70s, beat you. Man, can't, can't catch a break. Uh, also, he, he he posted a picture of himself. You posted a picture of yourself with Dennis Rodman this week. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Uh, Sean, that was, that was an Instagram special, but still, we're going to play a repeat this time and it's going to be 
in honor of the greatest energy drink in Serbia. It's it's called the Joker, and it's about Nikola Jokic. Great. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Just remember, no owners in sports are good. Stop convincing yourself that those guys are cool or good. They are bad. All of them. But Robert Sarver is particularly bad as well. By he's, he's worse than most of them. Some people call me a space eater. Yeah. Some call me a gangster and a thug. Charles Barkley calls me big honey. Cause I remind him of a sweet he loves. People talk about my elbows Saying my foul's a strong, way too strong Well don't you worry, Nurkic, don't worry Cause we're losing, losing, losing game seven at home Cause I'm a shooter, I'm a passer, I'm a center, and I'm massive I wear zinc oxide in the sun I'm a rim shaker and a mic breaker. I'm a future Laker. I get real tired when I run. Man, what a season for these Denver Nuggets. You know, they're young enough that they're going to be back. After all, time keeps sleeping into the future. Better just fly like an eagle back to the top of the West. Right on! I'm the closest thing to a human grizzly bear I only pay eight dollars when I cut my hair Inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside all the time Ooh-wee, baby, you think Jokic could date crimes? Cause I'm a picker, I'm a roller, I'm a shot blocker with extra molars they love me in suburbia I'm a joker I play strip poker Paul Mills apps a choker I'm going back to Serbia Man, I didn't mean that about Paul Mills being a choker He's been a great player Unfortunately, it was for the Atlanta Hawks The Denver Nuggets Just didn't go all that well but again, not a big deal. Great play. Too expensive next year. People keep talking about my elbows. Saying my fouls are too strong. Well, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, Dame. Because I'm losing at home. I'm the closest thing to a human grizzly bear I only pay eight dollars when I cut my hair Inside, inside, outside, inside, inside, outside all the time Come on, Gary Harris, I'll show you a good time Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.